today. I'm going to read, read chapter 3, The Winning of the Golden Fleece. They took the ship out of the water, and they brought her to the wharf of the, in the city. At the place that was called the Ram's Couch, they fastened the Argo. They marched to the field of Ares, where the king and the Colchian people were. Jason, carrying his shield and spear, went before the king. From the king's hand, he took the gleaming helmet that held the dragon's teeth. This he put into the hands, into the hands of Theseus, who went with him. Then, with the spear and the shield in his hands, with his sword gripped across his shoulders, with his mantle stripped off, Jason looked across the field of Ares. He saw the bull that was to yoke to the bulls. He saw the yoke of bronze near it. He saw the tracks of the bull's hooves. He followed the tracks until he came to the lair of the rare fire-breathing bulls. Out of that lair, which was underground, smoke and fire bleached. He set his feet firmly upon the ground and held his shield before him. He awaited the onset of the bulls. They came clanging up with a loud bellowing, breathing out fire. They lowered their heads with a mighty iron-tipped horns. They came to gore and trample him. Medea's charm had, charm, Medea's charm had made him strong. Medea's charm had made the shield impregnable. The rush of the bulls did not overthrow him. His comrades shouted to see him standing firmly there, and in wonder, the Colossians gasped, gazed upon him. All around him, as from the furnace, there came smoke and fire. The bulls roared mightily, grasping the horns of the bull that was upon his right hand. Jason dragged him, dragged him until he had brought him beside the yoke of bronze. Striking the brazen knees of the bull suddenly with his foot and rushed upon him, it was, it, and it too he forced down upon its knees. Castor and Polydelcius held the yoke to him. Jason bound it upon the necks of the bulls. He fastened to plow the yoke. Then he took his shield and set it upon to make the furrow. With his long spear, he drove the bulls before him with a goad. Terribly they raged, fiercely they breathed out fire. Beside Jason and Theseus went holding the helmet that held the dragon's teeth. The guard, the hard ground, was torn up by the plow of adamant, and the clouds groaned as they were cast up. Jason flung the teeth between the open sods, often turning his head in fear that the deadly crop of the earthborn men were rising behind him. By by the time that the third day was finished, the field of Ares had been plowed and sown. As yet the furrows were free of the earthborn men. Jason went down to the river, filled his helmet with full water, and drank deeply. And his knees that were stiffened with the plowing, he bent until they were made supple again.
He saw the field rising into mounds. It seemed that the graves all uh, it seemed that there were graves all over the field of Ares. Then he saw spears and shields and helmets rising out of the earth. The armed warriors sprang up and a fierce battle cry upon their lips. Jason remembered the counsel of Medea. He raised a boulder he raised a boulder that Flintman could hardly raise, with the arms hardened by pulling, he cast it. The Colossians shouted to see such a stone cast by the hands of one man. Right into the middle of the earthborn men the stone came. They leaped upon it like hounds, striking at one another as they came together. Shield crashed on shield, spear rang upon spear, and they struck each other. The earthborn men, as fast as they arose, went down before the weapons in the hands of their brethren. Jason rushed upon them, his sword in hand. He slew some that had risen out of the earth, only far as his shoulders. He slew others whose feet were still upon the earth. He slew others who were all ready to spring upon him. Soon all the earthborn men were slain, and all the furrows ran with their dark blood, and channels ran run with water in the springtime. The Argonauts shouted loudly for Jason's victory. King Gedes rose from his seat that was beside the river, and he went back to the city. The Colossians followed him. Day faded, and Jason's contest was ended. But Edes would not suffer the strangers to depart peaceably with the golden fleece that Jason had won. In the assembly of the path of the place, with his son Azurptus behind him, uh, beside him, and with the furious Colossians all about around him, King Eric stood. With on his breast was a gleaming. The king stood. On his breast was a gleaming corslet that Ares had given him, and on his head that was the golden helmet with its four plumes that made him look as if he was truly the son of Helios, the sun. Lightnings flashed from his great eyes. He spoke fiercely to the Colossians, holding in his hands the bronze-stopped spear. He would have them attack the strangers and burn the Argo. He would have the sons of Phrythus slain and bringing, for bringing them to Ea. There was a prophecy, he declared, that would, that would have him be watchful of the treachery of his own offspring. This prophecy was being fulfilled by the children of Shalsope, he feared, too, that his daughter Medea had aided the strangers. So the king spoke, and the Colossians, hating all the strangers, shouted around him. The word of what her father had said was brought to Medea. She knew that she would have to go to, to the Argonauts and bid them flee hastily from Nia. They could not go, she knew, without the golden fleece. Then she, Medea, would have to show them how to gain the fleece. Then she would could never go back to her father's palace. And she could never go again and sit the chamber and talk to her handmaidens and be with Shalsop, her sister. Forever afterwards, she would be dependent on all kindness of strangers. Medea wept, then she thought of all this. Then she cut off the tress of her hair, and she left it all in her chamber as a farewell from one who was going afar.
into the chamber where shall soap was she whispered farewell the palace doors were all heavily bolted but medea did not have to pull the bolts as she chanted her magic song the bolt softly drew back the door softly opened swiftly she went along the ways that led to the river she came to where the fires were blazing and she knew that the argonauts were there she called to them the front and frontis shalsoop's son heard the cry and knew the voice to jason he spoke and jason quickly went to medea stood she clasped jason's hand and she drew him with her the golden fleece she said the time has come when you must pluck the golden fleece off the oak into uh, in the groove of aries when she said these words all jason being become taunt like the strong of a bow it was when the hour when the huntsmen cast sleep from their eyes huntsmen who never sleep away the end of the night but who are ever ready to be up and away with their hounds before the beams of the sun efface the track and sense of the quarry along the path that went from the river medea drew jason he entered the groove then jason saw something that was like a cloud filled with the light of the rising sun it hung from the great oak tree in awe he stood and looked upon it knowing that at last he looked upon the golden fleece his hand let slip from medea's hand and he went to seize the fleece as he did he heard a dreadful hiss and then he saw the guardian of the golden fleece coiled all around the tree was with outstretched neck and keen sleepless eyes was a deadly serpent its hiss ran all around the groove and the birds that were waking wakening up squawked in terror like rings of smoke that rise one above the other the coils of the serpents went around the tree coils covered by hard and gleaming scales it uncoiled stretching itself and lifting his head to strike then medea dropped on her knees before it and began to chant her magic song as she sang the coils around the tree grew, grew slack like a dark noiseless wave the serpent sank down on the ground but still its jaws were open and those dreadful jaws threatened jason medea with newly cut spray of juniper drip in mystic brew touched its deadly eyes and still she chanted her magic song the serpent's jaws closed its eyes became became deadened far through the groove its length was stretched out then jason took the golden fleece he raised his hands on to it its brightness was such as to make a flame on his face medea called to him he strove to gather it up in his arms it all in his arms medea was beside him and they went swiftly on they came to the river down to the place where the argo was moored the heroes were abroad and started up astonished to see the fleece that was shone as with the lightning of zeus over medea jason cast it and he lifted her about the argo oh friends she cried 
The quest on which we dared, the gulfs of the sea, and the wrath of the kings is accomplished, thanks to the help of this maiden. Now we must return to Greece. Now we have we the hope of looking upon our fathers and friends once more. And in all the honor, we will bring this maiden with us, Medea, the daughter of Aeneas. Then he drew his sword and cut the hawsers of the ship, calling upon the heroes to drive the Argo on. There was a din and strain and splash of the oars, and away from the from Iad the Argo dashed. Beside the mast, Medea stood. The golden fleece was fallen at her feet, and her and her head and her face were covered by the sil by her silver veil. So that was chapter three. Bye guys, see you later. See you later, see you later, see ya, see ya later. Bye guys.